are back. We are hurtling towards the finale. We are the Salty Sisters, bringing you season two, episode 19 of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. I'm Sam, and I'm here with Cho. How are you doing today, Cho? I'm doing well, Sam. Excited to be back. Yeah. So speaking of excited to be back, we are just like, who needs a recap? There was so much that went on uh, in this episode. Tell me what you thought the craziest part of this episode was. I don't know. I think it was Mary making fun of Lisa for her eating candy at Taco Bell. I really how the whole thing flipped on Lisa out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought that was pretty confusing. I wasn't really... Um, like all of a sudden I was like, why is Lisa defending herself? I just, the dynamics were so shifty. And, and I have to say, I thought that some previously, maybe they were just, you know, kind of going at Meredith unfairly, but I really do feel like she probably should have been a little bit more defensive of other people as well this week. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm still baffled by Meredith. I don't know why. You know, Mary, Mary said that Meredith was her only real, real friend. And I wonder why Meredith, sorry, I wonder why Mary thinks that. There's so many M names. Yeah. And <laughs> not just M names, but like all of the moving pieces of like who's who. And, and like, I just, I mean, even Jen, like Jen came in at the dinner and was like, Lisa, like you're being inconsistent. Why are you being inconsistent? And I'm like, Jen, like, just stay out of it. Like, you don't have anything to do with this. Just like butt out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to point out that this is not the first time that a fight has broken out when Jen's away. So I wonder what she thinks about that. Oh, you mean like when she walks away from the table? Yes. Yeah, almost funny. Like she walks away from a table and it all hell breaks loose and then she's walking back casually. Well, I also kind of, I mean, I also, I have so much to say about Jen this whole episode, but I guess I also feel like things are starting when she walks away from a table. And so it's almost like she kind of like lights a match and then walks away. And then she comes back and she's like, Oh, there's a fire. I don't know what happened. You're exactly right. I think that's it. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know, (laughs) you know, it's a little ridiculous. Like, you know, you lit a match. Of course there's a fire type type thing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, we opened the episode, things were happy-go-lucky. What did we think about the women and their excursions for the day? Um, I love seeing Jen and Whitney together. I now can see why people want to be with Jen, because she just seems so relaxed, so carefree, so fun. Um, I thought that Heather and Lisa were an interesting pair if they could actually become friends, they could really conquer the world, except for I just don't think that their vibes mix. Heather is too innocent and Lisa's too sharp mouthed for Heather to ever just feel comfortable in her presence. And as long as she has Whitney as a sidekick in her ear, that's never going to work out. What did Mary do? What, what did Mary do? Yeah, so they went to the spa, her and Jenny and Meredith. Okay, yeah, that whole thing did nothing for me. I guess my big takeaway was, I don't know if I started noticing Jenny was annoying right around now in this episode or if if all the offline stuff has to do with it, but I understood why Mary didn't want to share herself with Jenny in the least, considering they're not friends and she felt like she's a snake or whatever Mary feels about her. I also walked away from that scene with newfound vocabulary about how to tell someone that I'm not going to share anything about myself 
just because they asked. Like you'll just say, I don't feel comfortable sharing that with you. I don't feel ready to say. I don't feel comfortable. And I think that's acceptable. I hated that Ginny felt like Mary should have to say, oh, he's okay just to appease her. Like no, no one has the right to get any information from anybody about their life unless they feel comfortable sharing. Okay. I get, I mean, I guess I see that. I also like you're on a television show. I felt that way when she was at dinner being like, Oh God, why do I have to do that again? Like you're on a television show. Of course you have to listen to drama happen at dinner on a trip. You're on a television show, you know, like that's uh-huh. just a disconnect for me. Yeah. Well, I get that part too. Right. Oh. But, but yeah. I, I did love how Jenny was like totally makeup free. You know, <laughs> she was just like, yeah. Oh, I wasn't planning on this. I was like, clearly not, which is like, you know, good for you. But um, I I thought that that was an interesting uh, kind of approach, you know, just like I'm me, I'm going to do me and come at me. And I I actually really appreciated kind of an all natural Jenny. So, yeah, I mean, people had different things going on with their faces this episode. Did you see Whitney had that dirt or, or something on around her face while she was talking to Jen during their excursion? Oh, yeah. I mean, they came back and those women made fun of them for how dirty they were. And I was like, oh, they should have looked in a mirror. Like, it was just really sad. Um, well, I'm talking about particularly when... Whitney and Jenny, Whitney and Jen were on the mountain or whatever talking. Did you not see that dirt ring around Whitney's mouth? It took me for a a second to realize it was dirt and not like a mustache. Oh, it was on her mouth when she came back too. So maybe that's why I'm not. Yeah, it was there both times. So I wasn't as like, you know, it wasn't as noticeable to me necessarily. Um, But I did, I mean, okay, so let's talk about Whitney at this dinner because one, Miss Instigator, you know, Carmen San Diego, whatever, Nancy Drew, getting all up in Meredith's business about whether her father actually had a memorial. Like, if that isn't the biggest version of a producer plant, I don't know what is. I don't know. It's so annoying. I wish she would stop. I wish she would stop. But she honestly wouldn't have a storyline or anything to talk about if she weren't doing that. Yeah. I also don't think she was drunk this time. Like she didn't seem like her usual drunk self. And so then I was even more confused. About why she was asking the meaningless questions, the questions that no one wants, that no one cares about. Right. Like she's asking questions that no one cares about. She's also asking questions that like, she knows are going to set off drama. She's also like, she's just doing the most and it's not like at the, at Mary's, you know, learn how to cook thing. Like she was wasted, you know, like, okay, I understand you being annoying. You're wasted. You didn't even seem drunk. You just seemed like, you know, there wasn't enough drama, which by the way, like there clearly was like, she did not need to ask Meredith whether or not she was like, you know, her dad actually died. So speaking of, did I don't you know why she did that. Speaking of, let's let's shift and just talk a little bit about social media because I don't think you can do one without the other tonight. Did you see um, Meredith post the receipts of her hotel reservation? No, I didn't. Okay, so Meredith, um, I guess she felt like it was still being talked about. And I don't know if it was just like on social media or not on social media. I, I don't really know. So she posted a screenshot of 
her hotel reservation in Aspen and detailed her day-to-day itinerary for her uh, father's memorial on social media. And I was like, that is too much. Like, you do not have to do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's trying to make sure she's vindicated. I mean, no one believes the whole, like, that whole thing was stupid anyways. I wouldn't have wasted the breath on it. She's right. not answering the questions you really want to know the answers to, which is what happened to her face. So she's either going to mention it all or she just needs to keep quiet. Well, I also think there's a lot of questions about like her promiscuity, you know, which like more power to her. She can do what she wants to do. But that hot mic on Lisa was, whew, that was pretty scathing. What did you think of that? That was some good stuff. That is probably the best hot um, mic I've ever heard of any housewife season. Yeah. Best hot mic ever. Yeah, and there's some question and or debate on if it was truly a hot mic. Lisa stands by the fact that there was a boom mic that picked up what she said. Meredith posts a picture showing what a boom mic actually looks like to really support the fact that there was no way there was a boom mic involved. And that Lisa said that stuff on mic on purpose, which, I mean, it checks out with how they were trying to portray Lisa as very manipulative. And Meredith knows her bestie. That's true. I, I really feel like last season we couldn't quite figure it out. And Lisa has officially come into her own as what it means to be a villainous housewife. She's very good at it. Like she's officially bought herself at least a few more seasons. She's like, she went from being like, you know, the, the person being targeted and now she's, you know, the person being Like, you know, I don't care, Mary, say what you want to say. Like, you know, people are leaving your church, blah, blah, blah. Like she really emblemizes what it means to be a housewife and what it means to be a villain on the housewives, I feel like. I think so, too. Interestingly enough, um, Lisa posted on her Instagram that she went into the room to actually quit the show at that point. And um, that's how they picked up what she was saying because she was done. So I think we see her getting fed up like in the last few episodes. It's like everyone always randomly turns things against her. And I really don't understand how they do it. I, I would be fed up too. Well, I also feel like then you have like the reunion where like she kind of walked away and felt like everyone was turning on her. But I, I don't think they actually were. So it's hard to know how much of that is like, quote unquote, real, I guess. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm. You know, she's not going to quit the show. Maybe she had too much tequila. Who knows? But also, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of tequila, can we talk about Meredith talking to Whitney about Jen paying for the dinner? Because I thought that was fascinating. What was she trying to do? And how does she know all those details? And then why would she accept the necklace? I mean, I get she's a lawyer, so she holds herself to higher ethical standards. But the whole thing was weird. Like, first of all, why is Jen publicly spending cash? Well, the husband spent cash, Joe. Okay. Why is Jen buying them those necklaces that she can't afford when she made her mom mortgage it all? Yeah. I mean, something doesn't add up, right? The reality of all of this is that it just doesn't, like two plus two equals five somehow. And that doesn't make sense. And I, I don't know how they're going to reconcile all of that. But, uh, you know, I, I did think there was this moment about like, you know, Meredith, you pride yourself on being 
uh, like genuine and compassionate, or I don't know, I'd have to go look it up. And I thought to myself, you know, that's actually a pretty good point. Like Meredith really does do all of those things. But the thing to me that was just so off-putting was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like every episode Bravo edits her to be someone totally different. Like, I don't know which Meredith we're going to get. And I kind of feel like it's the producers deciding who we're going to get. I agree with that. And they haven't decided who they want her to be. Right. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how you choose. And I guess like, I mean, we haven't even talked about this. Like Jenny's not on the show anymore. Like she's officially fired. Um, which we knew was coming, but like, let's talk about that because then like, I couldn't look at Jenny this episode without being like, you broke your husband's ribs one time that you were so angry. Like that's a thing. And that's like a pretty big thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just, it was like hard. It was hard to watch. It was hard to do. It was hard. Like it was just, it was all hard to me. And not like in in a super bad way, but just in like a like what is happening kind of way. Like I just didn't, I felt like I couldn't keep up. And then also like maybe I'd miss something. I don't know. It was very odd. So I agree. What else? Okay, so we, ha- we talked about the women, they go on their excursion. Then we talked about, Cinco de Mayhem. Can we talk about these poor women who keep private catering these events and then like all hell breaks loose and nobody even gets to enjoy the food? Like what is up with that? (laughs) I mean, I guess that's how the cookie comes. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, it looks like if you are one of our dear listeners, you are witnessing uh, what life is like when you have lots of technical difficulties. So we are going to wait to get Cho back on the line. Um, But yes, can you hear me, Sam? You are back, Cho. I'm back. Okay, tell us what you were talking about. Um, I was talking about (laughs) yep go for it yeah I was just talking about how you know we don't know what Meredith we're going to get and I don't I think it's because the producers have not decided who they want Meredith to be I so I've seen some people asking if the show can continue with Jenny getting fired Mary quitting and Jen going to prison which you know feels basically inevitable at this point And it's interesting because tonight on the episode, I feel like what we saw was a life without Mary and Jen and them. And it actually seemed like an okay one. Like we could, you know, have enough drama and be a totally fine season. Although, although we and I have talked about, you know, they kind of are casting from a place of desperation. Um, And so, you know, I hope they're able to find the right people, but you know, a Meredith can, can really do a lot on the show as a cast member with the right people behind her. So I'm excited to kind of see what happens, um, you know, with the next kind of round of, of women that we'll see introduced middle of season three as of right now. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think Bravo's letting this baby go. 
they have a couple of seasons to milk out to figure out if they can still work. I mean, the legacy of Real Housewives will live on, um, you know, after the first, after, during the season, people will talk about it, but then it'll take a while for other not, for other people to catch on to it. And then they'll go back and rewatch. So time will tell what this franchise will truly be. Yeah. I guess I just feel like it has a lot of potential and, you know, like Lisa Barlow, I mean, at this point, it seems like she can create drama with almost anyone. So, you know, it really kind of seems like we've got potential and promise and, and, and some of those kinds of things. So I'm interested to see kind of the lens that it takes from there. Agreed. So, well, it's hard because I feel like this was one of my favorite episodes, but due to kind of just technical difficulties and all the things we have a very short podcast today. So let's wrap up uh, with hopes and hiccups. What is the, and I, you know, you can hear the dog toy behind me. So what is, um, kind of a hiccup from this episode, something that didn't go well in your eyes? Um, I think Jen spending all those money, spending all that money for those gifts. And it didn't seem to really land with the ladies was a hiccup. Agreed. Uh, my personal is that Whitney chose salt and vinegar chips for her snack post ATVing. I'm not a big salt and vinegar uh-huh. chip girl. So, um, and my hope, honestly, I can't even remember what they promised us for next time on. Do you remember? Did they show us what was going to happen next week? A uh, hot mic, I thought. Oh, no, we saw the hot mic. Yeah, no, I didn't see the trailer, but people talking about, and, and I've heard people talking about Meredith yelling at Whitney. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. We've seen the preview of Whitney and Meredith kind of going at it. You know, we saw the two be continued, but we got to imagine the trip wraps up. That's episode 20. And then we have two more to go. So we have at least with the Vita Tequila events, maybe one more before the reunion. We think we have 21 episodes to go so maybe one or two left anyways my hope uh is that i hope this is the last to be continued i you know they've done pretty good i always hate when they give us a lot of to be continued but i feel like this one should be pretty short um or not pretty like pretty short and sweet and like we don't need you know like a three episode arc of to be continued or anything like that how about you what's your hope for next episode oh goodness my hope for the next episode. I don't really know. I'm out of hopes with these ladies. I, I agree with Mary. They're not really friends. I don't see any real friendships forming. I see alliances forming to take people down, but I don't, I'm out of hope. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of how I feel. I, I think uh, an 18 to 20 episode season is the right length. And I feel like 22 might just be pushing a little bit longer than it needs to be um, for lots of reasons. So, you know, I think what we can do is wrap it up for us. Um, feel free to follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, leave us a rating or a review. Feel free to email us a question at saltysisters at gmail.com. And we will. Um, See you next week for the conclusion of what aims to be an epic end of season Zion trip. All right. Bye all. Bye guys.